0: Welcome to the Skyward Spiral, a self-improvement and productivity podcast. I'm David Whitechapel. I'm a fiction writer and content creator, and I'm focusing on being more productive and efficient with my time and energy. I'm really interested in self-improvement and productivity and always aim to apply the best lessons I learn to my own work and practice.
1: And I'm Brent Harris, I'm a productivity coach. And so what I do is I guide people into high-level sustainable productivity.
0: And this is the first episode of uh, our new podcast, The Skyward Spiral. So we thought we'd uh, start by giving a, a bigger introduction to ourselves and why we're doing this podcast. So speaking for myself, as I said, I'm, I'm a fiction writer and content creator. And I've been doing that and trying to do that for um, three years, a little over three years at this point. Unfortunately, with not that much success and part of that I attribute to my struggles with my own productivity and and work habits. And that's always been an interest of mine, balancing that with uh, with life, uh, with time management. And it's something I'm trying to get better at. In terms of my output, I'm working on a science fiction novel uh, and I do work in fantasy and horror, writing short stories and such. And I'm also working on a web serial, which is something that demands kind of consistent Uh, week-to-week output. I also, along with this podcast, I have another podcast and make content for YouTube as well. So I'm spinning many plates and I'm trying to learn how to spin that many plates as I'm spinning them and that's one of the things I'm really hopeful that this podcast is going to be really enlightening for. So the point of this podcast is uh, Brent and I are going to talk about productivity practice and and self-improvement and I hopefully am going to put those things into practice as we go through the episodes and and I'm really looking forward to sort of self-developing along with with talking about all these topics and hopefully you'll be able to see the fruits of that in uh, my own work and how well I'm doing etc and of course I'm really excited about that too. Uh, Brent?
1: Yeah so a little bit more about me so I began coaching in the year twenty seventeen, and that was coming out of a um, kind of a really big depression, a big kind of enormous long period of depression that sort of crescendoed around the years twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen, and uh, you know I was finally able to recover through a um, you know a lot a lot of effort and a lot of a uh, lot of help a lot of support and. And it was interesting because I had at that time a job. I was a fundraiser, so I was on the street and I was just uh, I would you know ask you know strangers for money basically for the local charity, uh, mostly for the children's hospital. And I was blogging at the po- at this point, and I had a lifelong interest, like I'm, I'm sure like a lot of our listeners, I had a big lifelong interest in self growth and this study of like how successful can we be, you know, how far can we go? And, and in particular, how much of our potential can we manifest? Because I just, I kind of had this sense as I'm sure you do, David, like just a sense of like, wow, there's like a whole lot that I can do if I'm able to do it. Like if I'm able to get myself to do it, like if I can discipline myself all the way, then, uh, then I should be able to become very successful and create a lot and, and you know, create a big impact on the world and all these things. And something that I really wanted to do and something that I really struggled with and looking back on it, it was a major key factor in my depression because I kind of felt like there was just so much that I should be able to do, but couldn't. And, And then just kind of created a feedback loop of anxiety. And so anyway, so I was blogging at this point and I was just kind of, you know, putting out stuff that I was learning and just kind of getting into, getting used to this idea of like putting out material, which was you know tricky at the time. And and I and I actually I put out a, a little page on my website, which was uh, which I called the existential counseling. And uh, and I, I forget what I put, but I just you know put a bunch of stuff on there, just a little bit of copy, I guess you could say. And and it was like you know, Hey, you know, if you want this, get in touch and you can get some existential counseling for free. And and I put it there and I promptly forgot about it, you know, where it was, it stayed there for uh, a long time. And, and then, and then I just suddenly got an email in 2017 from a dude that I hadn't met. And he's like, okay, yeah, yeah. I'd I'd like that. Existential counseling. Let's do it. And I was like, Oh shit. Like, I don't even actually know what to do. (laughs) I had no idea like what I actually meant when I said the thing. So I, I kind of scrambled and kind of put a couple ideas together and, and we met for a free Skype call and we spoke and, and, and you know, we kind of went through and I learned about him. And, and at the very end of it, um, I it was really interesting. I had this sense of like, wow, like I want to do a lot of this. I want to do a whole lot of it. And so then I started going on Reddit and I asked a bunch of people like, Hey, who wants free coaching? a bunch of people raised their hands. And so I started getting into this momentum and I started charging money. And then, and then after a very, very, very long curve of learning how to like operate coaching as a business, which I did not find easy. There was a lot to learn and a lot of insecurity and deserving issues to come over. I was able to create a business. And so now now, I coach people on productivity. And so that's what I do as a full time job. And so I, I do it both one on one style, and I also put groups together and do like group coaching around certain themes. And my current frontier there's two of them. One is this podcast, which I'm pleased as punch that we're starting and working on together. And it can allow us to hopefully just help as many people as possible who require this kind of support to receive it. Which is, which is just, you know, good so that everybody within listening range can can learn with us on how to become more productive, and we'll speak a little bit more about that later, I think. And uh, and also, like in my own life, I'm focusing on product creation, so like courses and like, you know, helping people uh, take courses on this kind of material. And so that's where I find myself presently, and uh, yeah, that, that would, we can call that my origin story.
0: Nice, yeah. Uh, I should add to mine, because you brought up uh, your history with mm. depression. I One of my struggles in the past, uh, you know, X number of years, five years, uh, well, longer than that, going back, has been depression, which I am now um, uh, recovered from and bouncing back from. And that's part of my journey as well, is figuring out how to come out of something like that, um, something traumatic or difficult, uh, into like a sustainable, uh, you know, productive habit of living. So to hear that you've done that as well is obviously really, uh, really exciting.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. And and as such, it's it's interesting because I certainly cannot speak on behalf of anybody else's depression except for my own. But at the same time, like I was able to map out how I was able to get myself out of depression. And I really like sharing that particular part with people for whom they can benefit. And so that's something that I really like to share a lot. And, and it will probably come up a lot in upcoming episodes.
0: Yeah so dear listener you may have some similar backstory to us or you may have a completely different backstory but be interested in joining us on this journey uh we'd be interested to know in what what your uh story is um you can feel free to let us know you can email us at the skyward spiral at gmail.com or get in touch on twitter at skyward underscore spiral and we'd be really interested to know who exactly is listening to this podcast and what your story is Um, where you are on your productivity journey what kind of career or production you're in uh, and what what you hope to get out of learning more about productivity and self-improvement that would be fascinating for us it's always interesting to know who you're talking to when you're just speaking into the internet void um, and uh, would really appreciate hearing back from you
1: it would be very interesting. Um, also, in particular, what is you know in your opinion, what's the main thing that's stopping you from just being able to express your potential? Because I found like a lot of people that I speak to, such as yourself, myself, and and listeners, is that a lot of these people carry within them at least some vague idea of what is possible, and that idea never goes away. It's always there. It's like oh, like a lot of people want to you know create something or make something, and and, uh, and it's really interesting when there's an I, when somebody has an idea or sort of an inspiration of what they'd like to create that has withstood the test of time, but has still not yet been materialized. And so to be able to identify, hey, like what's the thing that's stopping you from actually going ahead with this? We would like to know that too, because that way that would actually be a really, really important material for us to get into in the podcast. This also applies to if you are you know if you're hearing this like right after we publish this episode or if it's years down the line rest assured it does not matter how far into the future we would love to hear from you if you're listening to this in the year 2032 so please do
0: yeah you should have said an even further year than that i know Yeah, and actually what Brent was saying about uh, about potential ties in quite nicely to our main topic of today's episode, which is also the title of this podcast, uh, which we'll talk a bit about why we've called it what we've called it. Uh, so Brent, let's talk about the Skyward Spiral.
1: Yes, yes, indeed. So I was speaking with some of my friends uh, a couple of weeks ago about how uh, you know you and I, David, were putting this podcast together. And and they asked the name of it. And I said, we're going to go with the Skyward Spiral. And they looked at me kind of cockeyed. They're like, you know, like, why that name? And so I, I explained, you know, Skyward in the sense of like, you know, moving, moving outward into greater and bigger, better things, moving outward also into the unknown. Um, you know, towards you know the stars, you know, figuratively speaking, and and you know that was all good, but you know one of my friends she asked, well, like why not just like straight up, like you know what you know why bother spiraling up, you know why not, you know why not just have like a, a skyward direction or arrow or, or something, and uh, it was kind of funny, you know it kind of kind of caught me, but I realized like the reason why the spiral piece is so important is because it points to a very important element, a couple very important elements of personal growth and personal development chiefly among them is that as we develop ourselves and as we grow and evolve into greater versions of ourselves, it's important to note that the aspects of ourselves that we develop do not go away. We're not trying it. There's, it's very disrespectful to take on personal development as a way to diminish ourselves or get rid of aspects of ourselves or overcome different aspects of ourselves. That's not exactly what we want to do. Instead, what we want to do is to develop ourselves, but incorporate the aspects of ourselves that are already there. So it's always about integrating the the older aspects of ourselves into the newer aspects of ourselves. And so that's symbolized by the spiral, which is constantly making newer and bigger rings around the inner smaller rings. And so that's an important piece. And then the other one is the skyward direction of the spiral. It's not preferable to just launch up into the sky, like say a rocket, because even though a lot of us believe that we want to just move into all of the success and all the accomplishment right away, it's like, I want everything that I want right now. That's actually really, um, it can be very problematic, you know, to just receive everything you want right away. Because what we discover is that in some cases we're just not ready. And then part of the self-development process is becoming ready to receive what we want to receive. But then the other element is that, even though we might be trying very hard, trying very hard and applying a lot of effort to move into our, our, our potential, you know, to move skyward, we also have a lot of psychology in us that holds us back on purpose. So if you've ever experienced self-sabotage. Whenever you, whenever you look at where you're sabotaging yourself in your life, or this is part of you that's like kind of always pulling your punches and holding back and preventing success from happening, it's usually because there's a fear involved. We have some sort of fear of success that's like valid and legitimate. And that part of us that has that fear is truly afraid and truly does its best to prevent success from happening. And so therefore it's, preferable to move in a spiral fashion where you can just acclimatize and move gradually and move with flow and so that's the importance of the skyward spiral as far as I'm concerned
0: right yeah I, I also was thinking a bit about the spiral because it, it clicked with both of us at one point and right um, I had to sort of think about why that was and I hope to the listener it doesn't sound like we're going on too much about just a shape but obviously what we're really talking about here is the pattern of human potential really the pattern of human growth that is possible and that we should seek out and the idea of the spiral here is that to me the biggest idea and well the two biggest ideas in the spiral are that it's consistent it's you know it's always growing in the same consistent way and to compare this to you know real life practices this is the same as developing for yourself a sustainable consistent, repeatable, reliable set of habits and functions and productive acts that you can rely on to lift you higher and higher towards your goals, aspirations, etc. And the other thing about the spiral is that unlike an arrow, after the arrow, then what? You know, if you're shooting up into the sky, then you fall. But the spiral is not a thing with an end it's a thing that can go on indefinitely so there's this notion in there for me at least of infinite or at least unbounded potential you go as high as you can in this consistent reliable way so for me the core of this podcast uh, of what we're going to be talking about and experimenting with and you know diarying journaling our experiences on it's all about human growth and human potential and just, you know, we're big optimists, obviously you can, that will have come across already. And I think the core of this podcast is that optimism in human growth and human potential.
1: Beautiful. Yeah, I agree. And so to that end, I'd like to speak on and uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this too, David. I I think mm-hmm. what I see as being a, a, a core theme that will come up as we go about this exploration and, And I guess the other part that I didn't actually, I forgot to mention is that like the reason like on my end, why we're making this podcast is because I've, I've really and truly spent a lot of time looking for a podcast like this and I can't find one. Like I find some like, you know, that are like, you know, based on like mindset or motivation or whatever and, and all that's important. But the part where it's, there's sustainable high level productivity involved where it's like you know, having ways of going about productivity, about developing ourselves that are sustainable, and not only are the techniques sustainable, but that points to the study of self-discipline, where we get ourselves to do what we should be doing, which I think is not touched on a lot. This part of, I think there's a lot of people like yourself, myself, who know what to do, and knowing what to do is not the problem. We all, we have methodologies and, and techniques, but it's, Knowing that, but not doing it, and being unable to get ourselves to do it, and and seeing everybody else, like our our peers and our and um, and cohorts and just people around us who seem to be able to do this, but we ourselves are just kind of stuck, like spinning our wheels, but not able to get that kind of traction that would allow us to actually move forward in the ways that we really want to move forward. And so that's just a big piece there. It's like knowing what to do and getting ourselves to do it and how to get ourselves to do the right thing.
0: Yeah, I really like how you use the word sustainable. I think that's also a really important core word maybe if we were titling the podcast sustainable skyward spiral that's the full title maybe but the reason i like the word is because it jives with uh, notions of environmental sustainability or you know sustainability of, of function in the real world and that notion of sustainability isn't just to do with consistency isn't just the fact that this thing can be repeated reliably but also that it is not harmful i.e it's healthy and the i think brent when we were um preparing for this podcast and we had discussions leading up to it i remember you putting across this notion of of sustainable productivity where it's also healthy it's also in line with your you know your health as a human being mental health physical health etc it's not just pushing yourself to sort of go against your humanity to go against your biology or something pushing yourself burning the candle at both ends to do really difficult things it's actually about incorporating into your lifestyle into your health you know this consistent way of productivity and i thought that was really nice it's it's so it might almost seem unbelievable that this is possible but it is possible and um this that's what this this podcast is about exploring exactly those things of building a healthy but also productive lifestyle
1: absolutely 100 percent. yeah so like the the target being flow you know, getting into the flow of things, because that's what I found, right? Like in, it was only over the last maybe six or so months that I really started focusing on productivity in particular. And kind of before that, it was just like, hey, general, you know, kind of life coaching. And but when I started focusing on productivity, when I started focusing on productivity, I realized that a lot of the study was about how to get more done. And that was just the question. It's like how to get more done, how to get yourself to do more. And then there's a sort of implicit assumption in these styles of question, which is that it would be preferable to just get as much out of ourselves as possible. Like basically to get the maximum amount of mileage per gallon of fuel, say. And whenever we approach our work that way, That sort of thing cannot be sustained because what we're doing almost by definition is we're going at like full capacity and whenever we're going at full capacity, the whole thing is it's time bound in the sense that over time, it's bound to fail. It's just a model that's, that's not good. And, and even in addition to that, it's disrespectful. I've been really grooving out to this idea lately that it's important to respect ourselves because whatever relationship, whatever sort of attitude we direct towards ourselves. And whatever type of leadership that we offer to ourselves, like this, this just so often goes overlooked that we ourselves are on the receiving end of that style of attitude or leadership. So if you, when you, when you meet people who are like super cruel to themselves and they're like, oh, why am I an idiot? Or, you know, they push themselves to exhaustion. Well, they're also on the receiving end of that experience. So like on one hand, they're playing the angry, pushy boss, but they're also playing the role of the, of the exploited, angry, resentful employer, uh, employee rather in that, relationship. And so then you see, and that's how, again, that's how you see self-sabotage come up. So it's just, it's not a great model for productivity and it really should be dropped like a hot coal as soon as possible. And then replaced, just as you were saying, David, replaced with this better model of sustainability. And within sustainability, this idea of flow, flow being making hay while the sun shines, but then when the energy is low, Or when we're confused and don't know what to do, it's like learning at a certain point, for the love of God, learning at a certain point how to go easy on ourselves and how to forgive ourselves and how to wipe the slate clean, which is something that so few people are actually willing to do, which is to just wipe the slate clean, write, you know, write off the losses, write off everything and just start fresh. And when we're able to do that, we can bring in fresh new creativity into what we're doing and we can just go further. So yeah, so that is the main idea about, um, about sustainability. And, and so yeah, what I'd like to also do is get into flow.
0: Yeah, I mean, these are definitely things we'll talk about in future episodes as well. So each each episode, we're going to talk about you know different aspects of productivity, and and I'll raise up different problems that I come across as as a creative, and 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 Brent can talk about some of his coaching experiences, etc. I want to talk really quickly about uh, justifying our topic for this podcast that it's even possible. Like I just said earlier, you might not even believe that such a way of life is possible. I've definitely been there where I felt like there is no solution, there is no way to untie this knot, there is no Um, you know, perfect way that I can live my life kind of thing. It just felt like there were only bad options and I had to choose the least bad. So I want to provide a bit of evidence towards us, you know, championing this, you know, bright and beautiful idea of this skyward spiral. But why, you know, is it just uh, make believe? Are we just pretending in, you know, that this ideal solution exists when we don't really have any, any proof of it? But here's the thing. Downward spirals certainly do exist, and I I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone who doesn't believe in those. A downward spiral, you know, uh, a violent, uh, regressive spiral, is where one bad thing leads to another bad thing leads to another bad thing, and often a bad thing happening to you leads to you feeling bad, leads to you not caring about doing worse at something else, leads to you feeling worse, etc. So you can certainly be pulled down in that way bad actions can lead to bad thoughts, bad results, etc. So it's not a huge stretch by any means to believe in its reverse. In this skyward spiral, where your good actions lead to good results, lead to good thoughts, lead to good actions. And in the consistency of that if you can put yourself into that into that spiral i mean this is really the goal if you <laughs> we're talking a lot about shapes here but i hope you can visualize the metaphor if you can put yourself into the path of that spiral the effort required to keep you on that trajectory is less and less and less you will naturally be upon that trajectory the effort required to just maintain that path that pattern in your life is so much less than forcing yourself you know out of the way of of your flow basically you will in in terms of flow you will have created a new flow for your life which is in this upwards and outwards and better direction and if you're listening to this podcast i hope you believe that's possible and i hope you believe that's possible for you so i want you to think of your goals as up there in the sky, and I want you to appreciate and believe in me and in Brent and in us when we say that it is possible to consistently and sustainably work your way up there and head up to the sky. That's what—that's exactly what we're championing.
1: Yeah, I have a a couple of thoughts on that, and um, yeah, literally two. And uh, the first one is the is the part where you're speaking to right because. I really appreciate what you say, David, like, and, and in a way, like what we're doing, you know, the promise behind these kinds of episodes is in a certain respect, foolhardy, because, you know, what we're doing is we're just saying, like, you know, you know where there's a will, there's a way, you know, where there's a problem, there's a solution, right? And it's a, it's quite a thing to say, it really is, especially, you know, if there are problems that just have not yet been solved, or if like you, I, or one of the listeners has been grappling with a certain problem for a very long time, and applying the best of their effort and the best of their intelligence to, to solve the problem with no luck so far. And, you know, to, to say something like, you know, Hey, like, you know, you can, you know, you're not blocked. You can move up your upward spiral. It's like, it is quite a thing to say. And I think you're right, man, that it's like, this is something that, that should be backed up and, and, you know, it should be proven. And, and I want to say this though, that on the subject of being blocked, and and this has been a model for me that I've used whenever I just hit a point where it's like, holy shit, like, I do not know which way to go with this. I, like, I'm just, I'm out of effort, I'm out of energy, I'm out of options, you know, or, like, or any of the options that do present themselves, none of them seem promising, and so I just, I just really, really feel stuck, and, and, and... The, the terrible thing about being stuck in this sense is that despite all of that, we still somewhere, somewhere, we still actually believe that it's possible to move on to the to like to to the better version of our lives that we see in our imagination. Does that part in particular strike you as correct? David?
0: Yeah, absolutely absolutely
1: and that and that's what makes it frustrating because if that belief were gone and there was just no sense of us being able to move on into the better element of our lives then it would almost be a relief it'd be like great okay here we are you know this this is just as good as it gets and you can just let go of that entire thing entirely but that's that's not the case we know when we really really run into major major blocks that seem to be bigger than our ability to move past and so the model that's been helpful for me that has served me every single time, and it might serve you too, is to to surrender to the part where it's, I don't know. Because in my experience in myself and when I'm working with clients is that we'll hit like a certain kind of dead end. And what we're doing is when we hit this dead end on some level, we believe that there's something that we should be doing or that there's... Some lesson we should be learning or something that we should be doing on our end that if we could just get it right, then we could get through. And what I found is in these moments, if we're willing to surrender to the not knowing, that's how a new idea emerges. And so it looks like just you know, looking, and this is something you can do if you're listening to this. It's like looking at this unsolvable problem and just admitting, just even saying out loud, if you really want to, if you're really tired and really ready to dissolve your problem, you can just say, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I do not know what to do. I've lost all of my faith. I'm totally helpless. I'm totally lost. And right. And you can feel that like the, the sense behind it, which is just a total surrender. It's like, I don't know what to do. I can't crack this nut. I I just, I'm out of options. I totally and utterly give up. I give up. And the benefit behind that is that when we give up, what we're doing is we're consciously for the first time releasing our grip on the problem, which is a first because up until now we've been gripping it in some way or another. So we grip and let go and, and we're free floating in a sense, you know, we're, we're free floating. Like I, I, you know, in this, in this place of like, I don't know what comes next. I don't know what to do. I don't know who I am. Just, I don't know. Just floating in this place of, I don't know. And then what happens is finally there's like space for new creativity to emerge from outside of your conscious mind, from outside of your personal thought structures, your pre-thought thoughts, your belief systems. And where does it come from? You know, that's, that's subject to debate. You know, different people have different ideas, the unconscious, Um, what Adi Ashanti calls the ground, the ground of, of um, the ground of being, you know, but just like from a deeper place. And then that's how you get struck with those insights. And then suddenly, it's like, suddenly, there's a key for the lock. And then there's a forward movement once again.
0: If you're listening to this, uh, we we don't want to, there's lots of people in the self-help community and uh, productivity community who maybe if you if you'd listen to them you think oh this person isn't necessarily talking to me or you may listen to their advice and you say well that really doesn't apply in my situation well one of the benefits of doing a podcast in the style that we're doing here is that we do get to have a conversation with our listeners and we'd love to have that conversation with you so if you have problems that you feel that we we are not addressing please let us know and we can uh, and we can try and in- include and incorporate those things in- into what we're talking about uh, we're not saying that this is a, well, I'm certainly not saying that this there's a one-size-fits-all solution here. I, I don't think there is. I think that this is a many sizes fit many. Like, I think that each person, I mean, this is a deeper sort of philosophical point, I suppose, but because we're all so individual, because our, in our creative exercises, in our productivity, in our habits, etc., we're also individual, I think that Uh, the journey towards growth and, uh, you know, maximizing your potential is a very individual journey. And to an extent, we all need to tailor that path for ourselves. But to the extent that we're, you know, we're talking uh, about this Skyward Spiral, this broad idea of the Skyward Spiral, we want to uh, tailor that to you, our listeners. Um, So please tell us uh, what you're dealing with and and maybe what we're not talking about, the things that we haven't addressed in this. Um, And one other point I want to address those people who, like me in the past, may feel like this isn't for them because they don't feel that they are capable of, of doing these things, of living in this different way or whatever. I've certainly felt like that in the past. I've listened to people speak and I've watched a YouTube video or listened to a podcast and I thought, well, this could apply to me if I was would be able to do these things, but I'm not. Or if I was in a position to you know, take advantage of this advice, but I'm not. But I want to tell you about uh, this thing that's happened to me many times uh, over the years, where which reminds me that adults and the older people get, people really underestimate their abilities uh, to change themselves and to do new things. And they, they believe more and more that they can't do things that they haven't done before. Amen. And they think that their entire skill set uh, exists of things that they've done before and are confident with, and they, they become more and more shy of doing uh, what they see as risky or dangerous ventures into the unknown, basically. And this has arisen for me, for example, where I-, I play the piano, and sometimes I play the piano in public or among friends, and someone will say to me, oh, I wish I could play piano like you do. And I reply, you can. And they say, no, I can't. They say, no, no, you can. And maybe you can't right now. But you can. You just put in the practice. You put in the time. You practice playing. It's not even that hard, I say. And they say, well, you would say that because you're good at it. But no, if you sit down, make a habit of it, learn to play, you will eventually be able to play. And even that some people find unbelievable. They say, well, it's not for me. I can't do it. Well, if you don't have 10 fingers, etc. yes. If you have a physical handicap, then there are larger hurdles to overcome. But my evidence for this has always been, the baby, right? <laughs> a baby cannot walk, a baby cannot talk. And even when they start, they suck at it, they're really bad at it. They can barely walk, they crawl, they babble, and, uh, and say minimal things or things that don't make sense. To all extents, they're not talking or walking like an adult, but they learn. And the process of learning is putting yourself in a position to do things that you haven't done before. And that's what babies and young children are amazing at. They are you know, instinctually practice these things that they have never done before. And they they believe, I mean, I guess it's not even belief, but they they have no uh, resistance to the idea of doing these things that are foreign to them. And as a result, human beings learn to walk, human beings learn to talk, etc., And everyone is perfectly confident with those things in the end. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I don't know if this is for me because I don't know if I can put these kinds of, you know, ideas of productivity, et cetera, that we're going to talk about on this podcast into practice. I want you to believe in yourself. I want you to believe in yourself as a human being, as are all of us, and believe in in our common human potential to do things that we haven't done before.
1: Awesome. And to keep in mind that it's a really strange thing to have an idea. I really like the walking and talking metaphor for a baby, right? Just because it's like there will be things we will have a vision in our minds of something that we believe on some level that we can do. And usually on a very deep level, it's like, you know, I really think that this is something that I can do. And then the problem is, especially as we move into adulthood, is that if we've never done it before, then we don't have any evidence. And that's, that's kind of a problem if we are very evidence-based creatures or evidence-based people, which is, you know, we've never, like, I've never seen this happen before. So why should I believe that would it would happen now, you know, this sort of like past equals future mentality. And, you know, it's really like this sort of thinking is helpful if you're making bets on dice rolling or playing poker and so forth. It's, you know, it's very helpful, of course, but But, you know, suppose if you were to speak to a caterpillar, which, you know, has lived its whole life as a caterpillar, and every day it's been a caterpillar, you know, it would, with this logic, be tempted to say, well, like, there's just there's no evidence that I'm going to become a butterfly. There's none. And it's true. There's none to point at. But that's not the point, because the idea is that something will continue to not happen until it does happen. And so for us, if we have a certain future that we want to create for ourselves, then we're going to have to do something that is, from a certain standpoint, rather stupid, which is to believe in something that does not exist and there's no evidence of it existing. It's only when we're willing to take a leap beyond what we can actually see with our senses and take a leap beyond evidence and to believe and to really commit to a belief in a vision that we have that we've never seen with our senses that is the primary ingredient that's required to move into these higher levels of development
0: absolutely i think belief is very 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 important
1: i call it belief on the bottommost level that uh, that no matter what that disp- even when you fail even when you fail at something, would you be willing to still believe in it? Would you be willing to still stay committed to your belief despite the failure? Because that's a very, very tricky thing. and it's a very big ask of a human being. But if you're willing to do that to commit on the bottomless level, then then everything switches. It, it, like the whole conversation stops being about if. You know, and, and that it turns into when, like just when it's going to happen.
0: Yeah. And I'm also aware that to some people that can seem like a very foolish way to live or a naive way to live, uh, to believe in things that you have no justification for, etc. But, you know, this rides off the fact that one's own thoughts very much determine the way one lives and your outlook also in- influences your approach to things. I also do want to point out that it's very, very easy. It's very easy for you uh, to imagine the worst possible thing happening. Say you have a date tomorrow. It's easy to imagine how that date could go wrong. Oh, I, you know, spilled food on myself. I, you know, set the restaurant on fire, whatever. It's easy to imagine a thousand things that could go horribly, horribly wrong. What we do less is imagine the way that things could go right. But they're both equally uh, possible outcomes. And in terms of, um, in terms of you know pushing yourself up, lifting yourself up, that's ex- what you want to do. Is you want to think about the ways that things can go right, and you want to believe in those possibilities. You want to believe in the possibility of you doing things better, not just the worst possible thing happening, but sometimes the best possible thing happening. And this isn't just a case of believing in you know of uh, i i don't necessarily believe in you know the law of attraction and this kind of thing um that you pull uh, the universe a certain way just by believing it i don't really believe in that um i don't know where you are on that front but personally i'm a bit of a skeptic when it comes to those things but when you do open your eyes to uh, this kind of optimism this kind of self-belief what will happen is not necessarily that these things will come to you in a greater measure but that you will see them When they arrive in front of you if someone is extremely uh has extremely downward outlook i know i've been there and you feel you know that you can't do anything that you're hopeless and that nothing good is going to happen to you you won't see those opportunities when they all but strike you in the face however if you're ready and looking for luck when it can appear if you're hopeful and you know prepared to take advantage of whatever comes your way you'll see those things and you'll be ready to seize them in the moment.
1: I think uh, I think that's exactly right. I think there's, uh, you know, if we we're to really do our best to separate the baby from the bathwater regarding the law of attraction, I think that's that because it's not like the law of attraction is totally, totally untrue because of what you said. It's like, yes, like you really will recognize and your life will tend to fill with whatever it is that you're oriented towards and so if you're if you're only or like mostly failure oriented and your and your whole cognition is pointed towards just preventing failure but failure is still like kind of like the major thing that you're that's kind of being focused on it's not it's not necessarily that it will make you fail but it just makes it really difficult like, like so many people are, are just so focused on, failure that they don't actually take a moment to clarify exactly what it is that they want it's actually a really rare thing to, for people to take a minute and be like what is it that i want like what what future am i hoping to create for myself and to actually get it down to a certain level of specificity you know if we if we're just so focused on failure and we're not doing that then it becomes basically impossible for us to move into any kind of success it's like throwing a dart at a target in a dark room, you know, with the lights off. It's like, you know, you you may sort of wander into that success, but it's, it's not very likely. So I think, I think that part is very important and very true.
0: And to come back to the idea of human potential one last time, as I was saying, adults, I think the older people get, the more they believe that they can't do things that they haven't done before. And I think that they're wrong to believe that. And I think it's not only that, but the magic and the incredible thing about human beings is that you don't, you, you don't, you're not only able to do things that you have never done before. You're able to do things that no one has ever done before. And I know that sounds, you know, extremely grandiose and whatever, but th- this is exactly, this is exactly the human project. This is how we have gone from trees to caves, to huts, to the modern world. We do things that no one has ever done before. And if you're a creative that that is to a large uh, extent the creative artistic project, you know, I'm I'm writing stories that no one has ever written before. And if you're an entrepreneur, perhaps perhaps you're championing a business that no one has ever made before, or you're creating a product that no one has ever created before. There are so many horizons that we can yearn towards, and all of those things are possible. And the evidence for that is the history of humankind. This is what we do. And you should believe in that for yourself as well.
1: Yeah, I don't think I have anything in particular to add to that. I think I want to close one loop that I just started a little bit earlier. Um, just you know, when you're talking about the um flow and moving along the skyward spiral and the part where like at what point does it become effortless, you know, and at what point does it become automatic? So I think that's an important thing too. And what I found is this, it's like You can almost imagine the Skyward Spiral as not just a, uh, like you can imagine that at any one point when you reach a certain height, we can say, that you like. So a certain level of achievement, a certain level of accomplishment where you get to it and you're like, this is enough for me. This is good. It will take effort to get up to that point, but then to maintain it from there. It will be relatively effortless because you'll know how to do it, and not only that, but you know your, you know with your problem-solving mind, you'll get even more and more efficient at sustaining that level of success. And so that's that's totally there, and it's an option for everybody. But I found that it's in order to move on to higher and higher levels of accomplishment, whatever it is that we're going for, that will require effort, and it will require sustained effort, and we will, and there's no real end to the learning curve on that. And so therefore, it becomes very important, especially if we're aiming really high, like depending on your level of, am- of ambition, whatever it is, if it's like, say, a high level of, of ambition, more than anything else, it becomes important to stay steady and to stay centered and to not lean too far forward and to not, you know, not push yourself too hard, you know, as we were mentioning a little bit earlier in the podcast, in the, the episode rather, and to just... And to let everything take as long as it needs to take and to develop a willingness, a firm willingness to enjoy the process. And that's how, that's the best way to, to move onward into these upper levels uh, of accomplishment. If that's the direction you want to go in.
0: Yeah. um, Coming off something you said there, I just remembered uh, what, one of the things we talked about in what was basically a coaching session uh, before we, before we came up with the podcast or anything I always think Brent has really good insights in this stuff, or he asks really interesting questions uh, as a coach. And one of the things he asked me was, "What were my goals for myself?" And I think I forget exactly how you phrased it, but you you asked me not to shortchange you, basically like the highest goals that I can imagine, you know, the pie in the sky goals. And I was pretty, um, mm,
1: right. What, what's the, uh, sorry. Yeah. The question is, um, like what, what in terms of looking at the next period of time, what's the best it could believably go that it's like right on the upper boundary of what you believe is possible for the next, say four months or six yeah, months. Yeah. And
0: I thought that was so interesting because I, I had that belief there. I, well, I had that, um, wish that dream there, but I'd never in any way expressed it out loud or on paper or anything. And to do so was quite, it 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 felt important to put that out there somehow that those were my dreams and my you know my my wildest fancies of what could possibly happen and i thought that was really illuminating because it tells you it, it it's it's the highest mark you can believably we're not talking about you know something that's completely unbelievable like you transform into you know something else or or uh or you know you uh, teleport across the world or something we're talking about stuff that Is conceivable with your workload uh, without unnecessary amounts of luck that you can feasibly achieve uh, and your dreams on that front. Those things are really important because those things are like a lodestar that you can aim towards and they can be your guiding point uh, for any goal that you want to achieve. And uh, I found that really helpful for myself. So if you actually, you know, that's a, another bit of homework for the listener. If you would like to contact us, which we would love to hear from you, if you can tell us your your wildest pie in the sky desire for yourself, you know, you can say what you do and maybe what you think, you know, is at its limits achievable for yourself. I, I think you'll find that quite refreshing to just put that down on paper. You don't have to tell us, maybe you just do it for yourself. Um, but just, you know, put that out there and know that that is something you can believe in. A name for, doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it's it's a guiding point that you can uh, you can have in your mind's eye. Okay, I think that wraps up our discussion of um of the title uh, of this episode, "Skyward Spiral." But although I think we could probably go on for hours and hours, but you know we have it's a podcast in an episodic format, uh, and you can be sure we're going to revisit some of these topics in future episodes. And uh, as I said before, we're really interested in hearing from you. Once again, our email is theskywardspiral at gmail.com. And our Twitter handle is at skyward underscore spiral. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. This is a new venture, a new podcast. So you can tell us how we're doing. Um, you can tell us anything you want. And uh, it will be great to hear from you. Brent, any any words to the listeners? I
1: just want to thank you. Thank you for following with us on this journey. Thank you for listening this far. And, uh, and if you do reach out to us, looking forward to hearing from you and thank you. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. Really excited about what's coming ahead.
0: Yep. Yeah. And you can find me on social media. I'm on Twitter, D Whitechapel and Brent.
1: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter too. My handle is Brent the coach. And you can also head over to my website, brenthearist.com, where I have a lot of just like free trainings that are available for you. If you opt into my list, you can get uh, like a free, uh, Follow up series, which is a bunch of trainings on how to get into high level sustainable productivity, and it's totally for free. And uh, and if you use the stuff that you learn, it it will actually you will create results for you uh, within the first couple of days. You will notice it. So I, if you're interested in that at all, I definitely suggest you head over there. B r e n t h u r a s dot com.
0: Uh, I would mention my various writing projects which you can find online but uh, you can search that for yourself if you're interested I'm still working on it is one of the problems so that's something uh, hopefully I'll be able to put more of a banner behind as as we go forward uh, as I become more productive and work on those things but we look forward to hearing from you and thank you for joining us this episode thank you Thanks for listening to this episode of the Skyward Spiral. This show was edited by myself and the musical themes are brought to you by Batchberg Music. Information and resources on today's topic can be found in the episode description. Please rate and review the podcast on your preferred podcast app. It really helps. See you next time.